Hello, friends. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry that I've uh, kept the anticipation really going. Um, There is an actual first episode that is pending. Uh, We've come across some technical difficulties because we were actually able to get into a studio, which was really, really awesome. Um... And I say we because I had my very first guest on there as a friend of mine. And I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. It's going to be great. Um, I felt absolutely compelled to record right now. There is just so much going on and so much has changed even since I put out the intro half episode. Um, And it's like, I don't even know if people care, but you know, that's what a podcast is, right? You just record your thoughts and what's happening in your life and you go with it. And that's what, that's what we're going to do. Um, so I wanted to start out with saying, uh, I'm no longer living in the house that I was living in with my two roommates and that happened very quickly and it's been very emotional and, um, I have been an anxious wreck. Uh, it's not easy. I, I think despite, you know, having issues with roommates and, you know, potentially losing a friend uh, in one of those roommates, I think for me, the having to move again is the most disheartening thing for me. Because uh, if you know me, you know that I have moved a fucking lot in, in the past few years. A lot. I've lived in many homes with many different people. People have taken me in. Old bosses have let me live with them. Families have let me live with them. My family had brought me back at one point. I've lived with both of my ex-boyfriends and obviously that did not work out. And I finally find this place that I moved into in October. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but if you know, you know. I finally find this place where I feel completely at home, finally, and I feel safe, and I feel happy, and my room was incredible. I loved my bedroom. It was my sanctuary. I'm always very uh, adamant on making my bedroom my place because I feel like growing up, that was the only place that I really had, but I never was able to really uh, decorate it with my own originality and everything that I want. And so now as an adult, when I do move from place to place, I always make a point to really put my all who I am at that time or who I am in general into that room. Um, and I really did do that. I made this room completely my own. And, uh, sadly, I no longer live there. Um, So I think I kind of want to get into uh, roommate issues. And then I want to talk a lot about like what I'm feeling currently, which is outside of the, the outside of the subject of roommates and my moving situation, but more so just me in general, because uh, I don't know, I've been overly emotional today. So essentially what had happened was I had moved in with a couple and, um, her and I were friends in the past in school and then we like kind of disconnected for a while. I had heard that she had a room open up. I had inquired about it um, when my 
ex and I had separated last year and uh, I was able to move in. It was amazing. And uh, Her and I reconnected almost immediately. We became inseparable. I absolutely loved living there. We would have game nights. We would have friends over. We would make dinners together. Like it was just a homey home. And I've, it, it's like the first place that I've ever felt at home. Um, everything was going really well. Uh, we, when quarantine, right before quarantine began, um, we re like, we connected with some girls that, um, we had either had in previous friend groups by ourselves or, in general, uh, just girls that we've wanted to talk to, like, you know, you see them on social media, you guys interact, but you never actually hang out. It was kind of one of those things where we wanted to kind of get a girls group together. And so we did. Um, and it was so great. And these girls and I and her, we all got along so, so well. And we all found similarities in each other, but also the differences that we had within our group were what made everything so much more interesting and I feel like gave us more of a connection because we were able to discover things about ourselves and about each other that we wouldn't have otherwise I guess um and of course as girls do uh especially when you're fucked up we bonded over traumas and a lot of them were very similar and it was really nice to be able to go to these girls and to be able to get together and talk about these things out loud because I don't feel like enough of us get the opportunity to do that in a safe place. Um, And so we all became very close and it was great until it wasn't. Um, And this is what irritates me the most uh, is the falling out that happened between two of the girls was nobody's fault uh, it was simply a misunderstanding and just a clash between the two of them. And somehow everybody else got involved. And, you know, as girls do, there's drama. And as girls do, we gossip, we talk, we vent. And when that happens, a lot of wires get crossed and a lot of thoughts get and words get twisted and stories get warped. And it's just fuck man being friends with girls is so hard especially so many like that's why I've really only like for so long I've stuck to my my Taylor and Riley group because we know each other we're comfortable with each other we know each other's triggers we know our past we know everything about each other so we know what to avoid and what we can uh accurately convey to each other uh but with new girls it's so hard because everybody is just it's a wild card. Like everybody is just like, Oh, we're out here. Let's just throw this out there and see how it goes. You know, you're rolling the dice. There was a situation where one of the girls felt, um, that my roommate was being un. Oh no, it was the opposite. My roommate felt that one of the girls was being unfair to her, uh, in a personal situation that she was going through and she wasn't being supportive enough when the other girl, uh, felt she had shared with me, she felt as though it was, it, it, it touched her on a personal level where she just didn't know what to say and didn't accurately know how to give my roommate a response that my roommate would actually enjoy, uh, because that seemed to be a common issue and a common theme with my roommate is if you didn't give her a response that she liked, she was unwilling to accept that and would uh, basically shut you the fuck down. So 
am I nervous to post this episode? No. I'm definitely not nervous to post this just because our bridge has been burned. And honestly, I don't have much bad things to say about her. Um, I believe that we are very different. than We are much more different than we thought. I believe that our values um, are a lot alike but are executed differently. Do I believe that she is a mean girl? Yes. Do I believe that she is fake nice? Yes. Which is the worst kind of nice. It's the worst kind of person. Um, I'm just going to put it all out there. Because, I mean, I'm not using names. She definitely has a God complex. And it's gotten in the way heavily in our friendship and in our roommateship. Um, look, I just want to say I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect friend. I'm not a perfect roommate. Do I try my absolute fucking hardest? Yes. Always. I always try to give at least my 100%, you know, but we're human. So I'm, it's more roughly like 89%, right? Nobody. And I mean, nobody is giving 100% in every single task that they do. It's impossible. You are not a perfect person. Nobody is perfect. And I think that it is super unfair to assume or to expect that everybody around you, whether you're living with them, you're friends with them, you're in a relationship with them, is going to be perfect because they're not. And I think a lot of the God complexity that comes from this person comes from their own inner turmoil or their own inner insecurities. And that's fine. And I wish that was more vocal. Like I wish that was talked about more because she is the type of person that cares about mental health. Absolutely. Cares about other people's well-being. Sure is a very kind soul, does very good things, donates, composts, recycles, like helps people. Like even her career is directly helping disabled children. And that takes a very special kind of person. And I cannot compliment her enough for being able to do that. However, it... When your ego is as inflated as it is to where you think that you can speak to people like they are below you, like they essentially are the scum of the earth because several occasions I felt that way when speaking with this person, Um, that's not fucking okay. You are not a perfect person. You may do perfect things or you may try to acquire perfect goals and you may try to create a perfect life for yourself. Doesn't everybody? Oh my God. Like I dream of a perfect life. But then I stop and remember that nothing is perfect. And it's just like what I said on my Instagram story a couple weeks ago. And this really stuck with me. And it's something that my therapist said to me. A comfort zone is a beautiful place to be, but nothing grows there. 
You only grow when you are thrown in uncomfortable situations, imperfect situations. When you're a perfect human being, change is, it's so big. It's so detrimental to your image. But when you're an imperfect person, you own that. And you understand that and you just know that you're, you, don't, you can't do everything right. You just can't. That leaves you so much room to grow and become a better person. There's a difference between being a really good person and being a perfect person. Because I think a perfect person strives too much to make sure they're doing everything right. But you're never going to do everything right. There was a lot of control. There was a lot of just animosity that just built and built and built and built to the point where I could feel it. And I knew the energy had shifted. And every single time she would get angry about something, she wouldn't say it. And at least not right away until I would ask or until it just came out. And I could feel the energy shift in the house. And that's just no way to live. You know why? Because it reminded me of living with my my mom. It, it reminded me of living with a narcissistic person. And that sucked. I love my mom. Okay, we're going to talk a whole lot about family trauma, parent trauma, all that kind of stuff another time. I love my mom, and I really want to point that out right now and make that very clear. But I did grow up in a certain way and I grew up around a lot of uncomfortability and a lot of walking on eggshells. And I refused to ever put myself in that position again. Or so I thought. I thought that I wouldn't have to be in that position again after I lived with my first ex-boyfriend. Where every single day was, if I say this, sorry this is going to get dark so trigger warning. I'm going to talk about abuse for a second. Living with that ex was, if I say this wrong, am I going to get hit? If I say this wrong, is he going to hold me down and take advantage of me? Um, If I don't do this, is he going to yell at me and tell me I'm worthless? Uh, Is he going to push me? Is he going to give me this silent treatment? If you know, you know, the silent treatment is one of the deadliest weapons that a person can have that isn't physical, obviously, to you. At least for me. I think that for me, when somebody gives me the silent treatment and doesn't talk to me and ignores me and pretends I don't even exist, that's worse to me. That's astronomically worse to me than when somebody is yelling at me. Because at least when somebody is yelling at me, they're paying attention to me. That is so sad. And that is a direct, a direct connection to trauma, to past trauma and past things that I have still yet to deal with or I'm still dealing with. I'm definitely in the process of dealing with a lot of my stuff, but like the act of being blatantly ignored shatters my heart completely shakes me to my core, disorients me, confuses me, takes over my day, takes over my thoughts. Like I will sit there 
and stir in the thoughts of why are they ignoring me? Why are why aren't they speaking to me? What did I do wrong? What what could I have said differently? No matter the situation, if I was standing up for myself, if I was being as kind as I possibly could, I I will beat myself up and tell myself that I could have been better. I could have been kinder. I could I could have just shut my mouth and not said anything. That is what this person made me feel. This person brought me back to my traumas and to situations that I have been in in the past, in past living situations. And that's not okay because I have verbally expressed to that person that this is my safe place. This is my sanctuary. Oh my God, Savannah, don't you know that like things don't work out? I realize that. I do. I, I completely understand that. Some people just aren't meant to live together. Some people just aren't meant to be friends and that's fine and I've accepted that and I understand that and I can move on from that but I have this like this fire inside of me where I had so many opportunities in the past where I could have told somebody about themselves and I really there's like things that I wish I could have told my abusive ex-boyfriend like to this day there is things that I will rehearse in the car in the shower or whatever I will rehearse conversations for if I ever run into him again it's never gonna happen I mean never say never but like and even if it does obviously that conversation is not going to happen it's going to be more like oh I'm leaving we're we're done I'm not dealing with this I'm separating myself for safety reasons, but like I've rehearsed so many times situations where I wanted to say these things to these people that have hurt me and that have caused me trauma and pain. And I I have so many things that I want to say that I probably will never be able to say to them. And now I have this platform and now this is very fresh in my mind. And this is something that I think other people can benefit from. Hopefully, maybe, um, so I'm going to talk about it and if they listen, they do cool. If they don't, they don't, but I want them to know a couple things and not from, not trying to come from somebody who is angry and upset about the living situation, because honestly, I'm okay and I'm going to be okay. I'm finally going to get into my own place. I'm going to be in my own, my own space all by myself. And that's a fucking huge accomplishment for myself. So if anything, I can thank the person and be like, you know what? Thank you for pushing me in the correct direction that I should have been going in. However, it was not executed correctly. But here are some things that I want that person to know, whether they listen to this or not. One, I understand that you want people to be allies for situations that are happening in today's world. But how dare you put somebody down who has voiced their opinions, made an effort to be there, who has protested, who has been out in the world, you know, put things out there, use their own voice, use their platforms to be an ally to these very important things that are happening in the world. And how dare you try and discredit that because, God forbid, they go away for a weekend That happens to be 4th of July weekend. I'm not, I wasn't celebrating it. I made that very clear. But just because I go away for the weekend does not mean you can tell me or insinuate that I'm a racist. Thank you. Um, Second, you are a mean girl. 
you have this fake, nice, positive attitude about you. You have a God complex. You make everybody around you love you and like you because you stand for incredible things. Oh yeah, I, I agree. You should absolutely be standing for what is right. But if somebody doesn't celebrate or stand for the exact same things the exact same way you do, but they certainly stand for them positively, you don't have a right to tell that person that they're wrong. I understand that you have control issues. But if you're not ready to have roommates, don't have them. Just don't. Because I can tell you, and this, is, this isn't just me being cocky, but this is just because I was raised with manners. I was a very fucking good roommate. And good luck finding somebody <laughs> that's on the same level that will actually listen to you and your issues or the, the, the rules you have. No matter how crazy they may seem to me in the moment, I will follow them and I will do my absolute best so that you are comfortable in your home. That's what it's about, right? We should all be comfortable in our own home. Oh, I must have missed that memo. Because I was not. In the end, um, I... How you speak to somebody really shows how you are as a person, I feel. I think that when you speak to somebody as if they're a child and you're a parent scolding them, not once, several times, you just have that attitude that you're better than me. And I know you've always felt that. Whether you voiced it to anybody or even if you've ever said it to yourself, I know you think that. You think you're better than me and you think you're better than a lot of people around you. I know you have trauma and I know you have a lot of things that you've dealt with in your past, but you exhibit a lot of narcissistic tendencies and it's not healthy. You were an incredible friend to me. You listened, you observed. If I wasn't like being myself, you made a point to ask me what was going on, which I didn't have that growing up. I've only had very few, I've had very few friends that have done that for me and I love that and I appreciate that. So thank you. However, do not tell people that they can come to you with anything. They can come to you with their problems, with their, do not, I have to reiterate it again, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, do not be the kind of person that tells your friends that they can come to you for anything, for advice, to vent about their problems, their issues, whatever it may be, and then throw it back in their face later on, let me explain. One of the reasons this friendship was so great to me was because I was able to put it all out there whenever. Like I was able to vent and talk about the things that I was going through with other friendships and other people and my family. And especially 
it was my first year being single. So of course I was having all these issues with various different men and situations and, you know, weird situationships with guys and whatever. And, and there was a point where my ex had come back in the picture and wanted to make things right. And so I was getting advice here and there from her and other people. And it was just, it was good to know that I had somebody in my own home that I could come home to and just like vent and let it all out there. Little did I fucking know that it was all being tallied up and would one day um, be thrown back in my face. When we had our sit-down conversation, because clearly we needed to have a talk about a bunch of different things, um, but when we had sat down, she had told me being my friend is exhausting Uh, giving me advice and me not taking it is exhausting. Hearing about my same old problems and not solving it uh, and coming to a conclusion for myself is exhausting. Listen, that's what friends are fucking for. If you can't handle that, don't have friends. Or do not tell your friends you will be there for them no matter what. If you won't. I cannot tell you how many times I have given my friends advice on situations and they don't take it. Okay? That's not my fucking life. Is it kind of frustrating hearing about the same situations over and over again? Yeah. But they have to figure that on their own. I think it's... I just think it is so unfair for that to just be thrown in my face. My mental health was also brought up. Um, I believe the phrase, I wish I was a doctor so that I could psychoanalyze you, was brought up in a conversation towards me. And that is not okay. I don't care how close you are with a person. You should know, as somebody with mental health issues, that that is not okay. Under any circumstances. Let alone talking about my mental health with somebody that I don't even know. Let alone telling me that you think my meds that I'm prescribed by my doctor and therapist aren't working for me. So I should really figure that out. Okay. Maybe that was a fuck up on your part. Maybe that was just you not thinking clearly about what you were saying. But that's the shit I'm talking about. Many, 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 many people think that you are this perfect higher up person, that you have this goddess deity light about you, that you are just everything. And it makes me sick because I don't think you're a bad person. I don't. And I don't want people to get that impression that I'm trying to like bad talk this person and 
make them seem like a bad person. No, I think that we were not meant to be friends for very long. And when we were, it was great. Um, Whether that just be my opinion or hers, I think that it was great until it wasn't. I don't actually know what changed. I still am confused to this day as to everything that happened. Um, A lot of things that were said to me, I completely disagree with. And I think that a lot of friends of mine that are very close to me would also disagree with. I think that it just was bad timing and it was just time for it to fizzle out and go away. And that's fine. We grew out of each other. But I cannot stand by and have people just think that I'm bad in the situation. And I don't know if that's just me with my... It's not perfectionism because I'm definitely not a perfectionist. I don't know if it's just me and my ego that like I I can't handle it being bruised like I don't want people thinking badly about me even though I know I shouldn't care I think it's just important to know that we were both bad for each other we were both bad to each other it was not just me nobody's perfect you are not a perfect person you're not a perfect girlfriend a perfect friend a perfect daughter you are none of those You are a person. And I don't think you're as grounded as you think you are. And I really hope that you find that peace within yourself. I hope that you find that peace in other friendships. I really hope you find that grounding for yourself. And you realize you gotta lay back a bit. You gotta loosen the reins a bit. Because sometimes you are suffocating. And I'm not saying that to hurt your feelings. I'm saying that because I think I'm the only person that will genuinely tell you that because I love you and I do care about you and I always will because you've made an incredible impact on my life. So that is my dear roommate roommate situation. Um, I'm no longer living there um, as of today. I'm in my temporary housing for the moment and it's good. We're good. Everything's fine. Um, I was going to get into another topic tonight, but I think that can just wait for a whole other night, day, when I feel compelled to record. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you guys enjoyed. I think it was utterly dramatic and just a whole lot, and I'm really sorry, but you know, that's, again, that's what a podcast is. I'm getting things off my chest that I struggle with doing in person because I'm a bitch when it comes to confrontation, yet I can record fucking episodes for the world to hear. Does that make sense? No. Okay. I hope you guys have a fucking awesome week. Stay awesome. Y'all are beautiful. I will talk to you guys later. Okay, bye.